What's going on, guys? My name is Randall Lee. Welcome to the Blessed Boulder Show. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to build a real estate empire. And always, she's riding shotgun all season long, my awesome co-host, Mylin Fam. Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Ringo. What's going on, Mylin? How you doing? Not too much. Just running my day. Um, Seattle has been super beautiful, as you know. Super sunny, warm weather, so super tempting to go out there and uh, just bring us here, work and play and enjoy. You got, ni- you got your, ni- your nice uh, spring outfit on too, today too. <laughs> you think this is spring outfit? Yeah, the yellow. The you yellow, know? the yellow. Looks sunshine really nice. came out, so I came out with a little sunshine too. Got to, man. The sun <laughs> makes everything uh, happier and better, I think. It does. The vitamin D definitely helps. Right. Yeah, so I know. Um, so today is super exciting, everyone. This is an episode that I've been waiting for as well. And thank you, Rango. Um, and it's this episode's going to be about how to build an empire which you've already done and um we want to i want to and i'm sure the audience want to pick your brains and so um you know you started a super successful real estate business um not just a business but like a whole broker brokerage um a whole company with 125 agents um and man that's huge i mean how did you do it ringo (laughs) <laughs> I, just, I don't know in what three offices and and just a whole bunch of investment properties or something like that right. i mean it's insane like so crazy i can't even handle like three four five maybe even ten things at one time but man how did you do it now we're gonna get into that <laughs> <laughs> okay so so let's start let's start so i guess we could start before I made the decision to start a real estate brokerage, what was I thinking? Where was my mind mind at, right? Right. So before I got into the real estate game, I was a mm. nightclub promoter. Yay. <laughs> and I did that for about seven years. Uh-huh. Uh, me and my brother owned our own nightclub, and that was a great run. Which, which brother is this again? Uh, brother John. Okay. Yeah, Ooh, we own, okay. Yeah, we own our own nightclub, and it was a great run. You know, you're going to be partying anyways. Might as well make money from it. What nightclub was it? It was called the Ritz Nightclub. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember. <laughs> I remember you saying Ritz. Yes, yeah, the yeah, place, place, that place you shouldn't be. I shouldn't be. Anyone, yeah. No one should be. <laughs> oh, well, there but, was a lot of people, though. I remember a lot of people went. Yeah, we had a good run. It was... Uh, it was it was cracking. That's what yeah, you, they, they call it cracking. <laughs> and so I did that for about seven years, uh-huh. and I had a lot of fun with it. You know, through raves, we threw concerts, we threw a concert with Snoop Dogg and the Dog oh, Pound. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call it electronic music festivals now, but we called it raves back then. Back then, had yeah. like thirty DJs, um, and it was a great industry. But mm-hmm. towards the end, I was getting a little older. By this time, I, I wasn't partying too much. Now I'm about twenty. Okay, I was going to ask, how old were you? 26. Okay. And I felt like I didn't want to do it for even another year because um, something happened where I felt like I need to get out of the industry. A lot of bad things were starting to happen around me. Mm -hmm. You know, when you get a bunch of people drinking, staying out to two or three in the morning. And I was, that was my schedule. I was out like four or five days a week, Mm -hmm. either partying with other nightclub promoters or I was promoting my own events. And, uh, we, we we threw a Halloween party, okay. And everybody was there. It was fun. It was like down down uh, in Seattle called the Lakeside. Okay. I don't know if you, <laughs> people remember the Lakeside, but it was down by Gasworks Park. It was on the water, so it had an amazing view of downtown Seattle. Yeah. And yeah. Um, we threw a Halloween party there, 
and I had two friends, groups of friends come. So one group was like my Cambodian uh, group of friends. They're a little bit more gangster. They grew up in the housing projects with me. Uh-huh. Um, and I always let them in free when they come to the nightclub because, you know, I grew up with them. And, yeah. Was there a lot? There was about 20 of them that Whoa. came that night. You know, it was a Halloween party. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, there was probably about 600 people in the club that night. Wow. And then I had another group of friends, these Samoans and uh-huh. uh, Hawaiians, right? Yeah. And there was about only 10 of them, but they're, you know, real big. And I, I love those One guys. One Samoan equals two. About three, four three. Asians. <laughs> <laughs> and uh. so somehow, I don't know what happened, but they started getting into it. And they started, oh. yeah, they started boxing. It was like all out war in the middle of the oh, club. No. It was like 10 on like 25. But you guys had security guards on time? Yeah, we had security guards, which were Samoans. Uh, oh, wow. I only Before I used to... Uh, hire a lot of Samoans and and um, to run my nightclubs. Well, and they're keep, you know, yeah, big, big. They're scary. Big, they can be scary. They're you know big teddy bears, tough. really. Yeah, they're sweet too. Yeah, Samoan, you never want them against you. You yeah, want them on your you. side, right? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, my brothers for sure. My ooses, that's Aww, what they call it. Like your sweet. brothers. And so the fight carried out into the street, and I'm I'm trying to break it up because I know both sides, oh, right? Man. And my security guards are trying to break it up. I mean, it's all out hell is war it's like and now it's all over the street everybody's like you know just getting knocked out or and then all of a sudden you know right behind me i heard a bang oh so you know everything stops everybody just stops you got you got the goosebumps i got that goosebumps going on yeah yeah (laughs) goosebumps but today you know yeah the bang so everybody stopped so everyone knows it was a gunshot and it happened right behind me so so i turn around and uh still smoke and then my uh, security guard, his name was Big Pete. Uh-huh. He comes out of the, the the smoke holding his chest. Oh, no. Right? And there's, like, blood squirting out of his chest. Oh. And I'm like, whoa. Like, what? Damn. You know, he's walking oh. towards me, and he goes, Rango, I'm shot. You oh. know, and he falls on me. And I'm trying to hold him up, and he's, like, 250 pounds. You know, yeah. I'm trying to hold him up, and I, I, draw, I you know, lay him on the ground. Blood's coming out of his mouth now. Uh, I'm freaked out. You know, I'm, I mean, everyone's freaked out. Like, you know, like Pete's my good friend. You know, I worked with him for about five years at that time. And, and everything just kind of freezes and stops. Everything's in slow motion. Oh, shoot. But what was pretty crazy is Pete, he was pretty smart. He he was, while he was bleeding, everything's going on. He uh, reaches into his jacket. Uh He goes, Rango. Hold my gun. <laughs> so no way. He had a gun on him, like in the chest. <laughs> so oh he gives gosh. it to me. It's like blood everywhere on this gun. So oh. I was like, oh, what do I do with this? So yeah. I run the to the back in the bushes. I throw it in the bushes. But why? But why would he tell you to hold his gun? I, I don't know. I think it could have been maybe not registered, or oh, he, he's a he felon. He doesn't supposed oh, to have okay. a gun. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. You know, okay. I don't know. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. At the moment, it's kind of crazy already. So I come back, and then you know, by that time, like everybody just stopped fighting. Everyone just, you know, someone might die right now. Yeah. Who and called 911? So what happened was um, somehow our club, the lakeside, was was already under surveillance by the the cops. Oh. And they were in a uh, unmarked cop car right across the street oh, wow. watching this whole thing. And so right when the gunshot happened, they they got out of their car, That's let so them know crazy. that they're the cops, and tackled the shooter, oh, which wow. was my good homeboy from, uh, from the neighborhood, one of oh, the, the guys I grew up with. The one that, that shot him. Yeah, the oh. one that shot him was... Um, so, so the paramedics come. That's, that's I guess, a blessing in disguise almost. They were undercover trying to 
yeah. and watch somebody, well, obviously. Was, they were probably to watch the club <laughs> for whatever reason. I guess we, <laughs> they, they thought we were doing, then. right, but they, they were there already. So then they tackled them. And so now we're all in the emergency room, right? Yeah. It's like we're in Harborview Hospital. It's like three in the morning. And mm. I was in the waiting room with his, uh, his, his wife. He had two small boys. They were there in the yeah. room. And like, you know, we had like 30 people in the small waiting room. Yeah. And she's crying. His wife's oh. like, like, I told him to quit this job. I told oh. him to get out. And, and, uh, and then his son's crying. And that's when I knew I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done with this industry. I got to get out. This is, and that was my last night throwing a party. Oh man. And, uh, yeah. So oh that's, gosh, that's why that's I got so into real estate. <laughs> really? That's, that was a big reason why. But the, thing, but the thing is, is so from the promoting, you had a huge incident, right? Right. That affected your life. Right. So you're like, dang, if I continue this, this could be me. Uh, yes. Right? Me or someone else. Right. Or, you know, who knows? You know? And But then why real estate? Good question. Uh, so it, it kind of checked up all the boxes at the time. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't finish college. I started college. I didn't finish it. So I knew I didn't want to go back to school for a long time. Uh-huh. And I, that's real estate. Uh, I can still work my network. I knew a lot of people from the promoting days and I used uh-huh. to let in everybody in free and buy them mm-hmm. drinks and stuff. So I knew a lot of people, you know, owed me. So yeah, they got, they better buy a house <laughs> for me. So I so can you, still tap into my network. Yeah. You, I bought yeah, you drinks. Yeah. But like, give me a house. Seven I'm years. Now that you skip the line, you better hook it up. <laughs> no, but so, I mean, you're a very popular man. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, happy go lucky most of the time. <laughs> and then something where I can make a lot of money. You know, yeah. no one can say, Rango, you only can make 60000 a year. So mm-hmm. the how much money I make determines on how hard I work and my right. connection and stuff. So real estate checked all those boxes. And I think at the end of the day, divinity, God, planted that seed that, you know, real estate's for you, man. Like, you should look in that direction and... So I went in that direction and uh, haven't looked back ever since. Wow. You know, there was um, a part here because I know um, you said something about your spirit led you to it. Can you actually like how I guess like when someone is like in this part of their lives. Right. And when you said your spirit led you to it, how do you how do you like really know what like what direction to go when you're like in that situation you know what i mean yeah you know i don't know it's a kind of a gut feeling feeling? you know it's a gut feeling i don't really have that many options you know Mm -hmm. what am i gonna do you know go back and work on my family's catering truck Mm -hmm. i wasn't gonna do that i didn't want to promote you know going to selling drugs like what am i gonna do you know i didn't know i I didn't want to do that i can't i'm not gonna do that Mm -hmm. so real estate was it just made sense you know i felt like it was divine yeah. And it felt right. So I, I'm, I'm a big feelings guy. If something yeah. kind of feels right, start going in that direction. And then once you start going that direction, door starts opening. Yeah. And it's meant to be. Were you yeah. scared? Oh, yeah. I was freaked out. <laughs> I was freaked out. So, yeah, because, you know, a lot of people know, even myself, you know, and I'm sure the audience is um, probably going to, you know, think about this. Is like, how do I know that's for me? And what, you know, I'm, you know, there's always a lot of fear. But again, like you said, you know. Um, you were scared, but it didn't stop you. So don't let fear kind of dictate, you know, your future. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a little scary. Yes. Very. Right. A- any new adventure. And that's a really good point, uh-huh. Mylan, is any new job, career, entrepreneur, endeavor you, you're going to start on. Mm-hmm. There's always fear there because right. it's the unknown. It's something new. You're going to 
it's going to be hard yeah. in the beginning. Like everything, you got to earn your stripes. And but you, you know, I think you can either think of two things: the reward or the fear. Right. You know, I saw the reward. I right. knew that I wasn't going to promote no more, and where people were getting shot around me, and people were going to um, uh, jail and prison because of it. And the reward was I can make a living for myself and do something new, yeah. something more fresh, which was real estate. So I, I dived in and uh, and it wasn't easy, I tell you. Uh-huh. Uh, the first six months, you know, after I I was studying to get my real estate license, it took me six months. I didn't have no money. I blew through all the savings from promoting days. Oh, wow. So I had to go back and work on the, my family's catering truck mm-hmm. um, in the oh, morning. So, you did go back. so I did go back, but, but it was only temporary because right, right, I knew right. that. If I work hard at real estate, even though I, now I have two jobs, yeah. real estate is going to pay off and I don't have to cater, cater anymore right. on the catering truck. Yeah, so. so you followed your heart, followed your spirit. Um, you didn't let fear dictate your future. No, nah, I, I let the reward dictate my future. There you go. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> actually, that's a really good one. Maybe I should use that on my children. Honey, you know, use the word re- reward instead of the other word because it's more positive, right? Yeah. Yeah, reward. Yeah, that's yeah, a good one. Reward. Yeah. So again, like, okay, so you're an eight. So now you're, you know, doing real estate. Yep. Were you doing a part time first or? Yeah. <laughs> so then even though I uh, got in real estate six months later, got my license, working really hard. My first year, I sold six homes. Wow. Six homes, which is pretty good for your first year in real yeah. estate. Uh, while having two full time jobs, right? Real uh-huh. estate and then catering. And after keeping that schedule up, yeah, we're talking about like 70 hours a week, 80 hours wow. a week, right? See, uh, no, see that, that's right? a lot that's, of work. I'm working hard. Yeah. But I didn't mind working hard because I, I had a goal, a reward, mm-hmm. which was real estate. So I didn't really mind working those double shifts, you know, catering and then real yeah. estate. And after a year, I was able to quit uh, catering and I did, did real estate full time. And by this time still, I haven't opened up brokerage. Yeah. I was just a regular real estate agent, you know, making a living. So my question is, okay, because I know that you've experienced so many different um, sides of the real estate business, you know, um, you've experienced the full time real estate agent, you know, the ordinary real estate agent from doing that and then opening your big brokerage, brokerage and yeah. company and firm, you know, um, what led you to doing that instead of being comfortable doing the ordinary real estate? <laughs> great, great question. <laughs> the reason why I started the real estate firm was because Growing up, my family were entrepreneurs by by nature. Just mm-hmm. you know, my mom and dad. Growing up, we owned the, the landscaping business, to the Chinese restaurant in Arkansas, right. to the catering business. So I just saw what my parents did, and um, I became an entrepreneur too. So I say I'm gonna start my own real estate brokerage yeah. after about two years of being a regular real estate wow. agent. After two years, two I'm years? Start, after two yeah. years. Said I'm gonna start my own brokerage. That's so crazy. But also, I think a lot of it was uh, cockiness or like a chip on my shoulder, where I'm yeah. said, you know, I know there's other real estate brokerages out there, and yeah. a lot of them don't provide training and support, like how I'm not getting no training and support from my <laughs> brokers. So uh-huh. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna be the best. I'm gonna be the biggest independent real estate mm-hmm. brokerage in the Northwest. And I think you know, it's kind of a. I don't want to say. Um, uh, arrogance a little bit because I, I i was so successful in promoting yeah I, you know we we became one of the top promoting companies in the northwest where wow. i'm like if i can do it in promoting and that was hard as hell yeah i can have a really successful real estate brokerage so, so that's why how i started wow that's so crazy so you're you know i mean you use arrogance but then actually it came to your favor because you had 
you had that drive. So I guess when you call it arrogance, you had that huge drive to um, succeed. You know? Yeah, grit. grit. Yeah, you just um, yeah, and you underdog gonna, mentality. Yeah, and that well, what whatever that drives you to get, you know, uh, to achieve your goals is what fuels you. So, yeah, it, it's what, and, and I it was got young. you there. Twenty five, right? I wasn't. Yeah, that's really young. Yeah, I, was, I had to have some kind of drive. Yeah, but it it, it definitely wasn't easy. You know, it was not mm-hmm. easy. I remember, still, I would now I got two jobs. Mm-hmm. I would um, so. I would sell real estate still. I had a lot of clients still selling real estate. And then I would run the brokerage. Mm. And I opened it up at my friend, uh, Joe Nguyen, uh, <laughs> Allstate office. Shout out to Joe Nguyen. <laughs> and his, Hi, Joe. <laughs> for letting me start my real estate company in your little, uh, the office, Allstate office in Chinatown. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he, he didn't charge me rent. Uh, oh, we did awesome. a trade where I sent him insurance deals yeah because everyone that buys a house they need insurance on their house and he let me uh say they're rent free uh-huh. but after about three four months i felt bad so i started giving him a couple hundred bucks a month for yeah. this space oh, like that's a start so home nice real brokerage. That's super nice yeah, okay so yeah, yeah so getting back on that so you were a successful real estate agent doing the ordinary the normal things that real estate agents people do after two years you're like hey i want bigger and better things yep. which a lot of us even myself i'm not gonna lie i've thought about it um but it's, I, I, I'm afraid, you know, there's a fear there, but I'm like, I don't know if I can handle this. Right. Um, but I, I, what I think a lot of people want to know is how did you jumpstart this? Like, you know, like people, there's always like books and things that say, okay, this is how you start a business. This is the things that you have to do. So Rango, you've experienced this. So tell me, how did you open a brokerage and what are the steps to get that, that got you there? Yeah. Great question, Mylan. <clears throat> it was just, I was, I mean, I started with hardly anything, you know, I was still living paycheck to paycheck when I was doing real estate deals. I mean, real estate, you know, I mean, if you're closing eight, <laughs> seven, six, seven deals a, a year, you're only making eh, 50,000 a year, right? Yeah, That's paycheck to paycheck. And stuff, paycheck right. Paycheck, yeah. it's, it's expensive being a real estate it broker, is. It right? Is. Paying the MLS dues, paying your brokerage. The taxes. Taxes. Oh my gosh, the taxes. Right. Gas money for your car. Mm-hmm. So then I, I, I started it with like, I think you know, probably a couple hundred bucks in my bank account and just a dream. Aww. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to work my way up and make it happen. And it was hard as hell. Right. The first three years were open. You know, I, I mean, I had two full time jobs. I had uh, no staff member. I was the guy wearing <laughs> all the hats. Right. I was the secretary. I was the person oh, recruiting. Man. I was a bookkeeper. I was a re- I was a trainer because yeah. I had no budget. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, one thing I regret that I did, I could have grew a lot faster was that I wish I could have had maybe a hundred thousand, fifty thousand even to begin with, to begin with and, and a, um, and some experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have grew a lot faster. I would have hired a recruiter. I would have hired a good book- bookkeeper. But that cost money. So but I, all that cost money. Yeah. I didn't have money at the time, right? Because yeah, I'm that starting money. a company from the ground up. And I wish I would have also had maybe a year experience working for someone else that was running a successful real estate brokerage. So would you recommend that for someone who's thinking Absolutely. about it? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. If you're, if you're planning to start a real <laughs> estate brokerage or uh, any kind of business, I highly suggest you work in that industry for at least at least six months, a year, two years, intern, you know, where you're just learning and you're not getting paid. Mm-hmm. And at least have a budget to start off with 50, 100,000 or something. It's just a lot easier 
Yeah. Yeah, maybe get a loan from a bank or something. So would you, but I didn't do that. Would you consider like building a team first, like you know, and having all that in place? Because I know with you know, you were wearing all the hats. I was wearing all the hats. I under totally understand that. Burn myself out every day. I know. And we, entrepreneurs <laughs> understand that, like that. So people that don't grind. understand, like, it's when you're an entrepreneur, when you own your own business, there is no clock. You just run. You don't think about. You know, it's twelve it's twelve o'clock, or oh, I'm already done with my eight hour shift. It doesn't it doesn't stop. It and stops you can, when the job is done. Yeah, when the job is done, mar and then when the job is done, you're marketing. You know, you're trying to build, right? So I don't really think it ever stops. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. So, yeah, you're right. So okay. So after a couple of years of doing that, being in the middle, I was up to like 15 agents, right? Yeah. That I recruited. Woohoo! 15 agents. You know, making about 10 or <laughs> 10, 15, 20 percent. Uh, um, splits off them yeah. so what that means is if if i get 20 percent, that means when they close the deal the check is ten thousand dollars that mm -hmm. agent made ten thousand dollars for mm -hmm. example i would get 20 percent of it because mm -hmm. i'm on a 20 percent so that and they get to keep 80 percent mm -hmm. because they're on an 80 percent split so but are you really keeping 10 20 percent because you have to pay all those other fees oh yeah i mean that's yeah, just that's so gross but i'm not yeah. netting that right yeah. there's such there's more overhead so but after that i was up to 15 agents and i was really sp spread out then i was having two full-time jobs running the brokerage mm -hmm. and being a real estate agent Yay. and they call it in real estate they call it when you run a real estate brokerage it's called no man's land mm -hmm. so you have to get to 50 agents for that bro brokerage to be successful oh 50. really yeah 50 it's called no no Man man's land is where a lot of people a lot of brokerage owners try to cross that line oh. and they don't make it to 50 because at 50 you have a, a lot of agents making money so you could quit your other job like and you can make, take care of yourself from the income off of 50 agents. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I was at 15 at the time. I'm trying to get to 50, 50. but it was so hard. So I was going to quit. Oh, right? no. Where was I? I'm no, kidding, you, no. You, <laughs> Where did I come from? You along? was in dental school at the time, like <laughs> like shaving Probably. someone's teeth or something. <laughs> Saving <laughs> someone's teeth. <laughs> Cleaning yeah. someone's teeth. Yes. I'm trying to save it. Right, save some. Good, good, good. Yeah. And then, so you're at 15, and then you were gonna quit. I was gonna quit. It was too hard. You know, I was, oh. I've been struggling now for three years. The dream of owning a brokerage wasn't that sexy anymore. <laughs> I was barely making any money from the, the running the brokerage because oh. you got 15 agents. Only maybe three or four are closing a deal that month. Yeah. I get 20% of that. But then I have this big overhead of a nice. Now I moved into a nicer office. Mm -hmm. By this time, I hired on one office secretary, stuff like that. So. I was going to quit because it wasn't worth it. Yeah. So I was going to just sell real estate and close down the yeah. brokerage. So during that time with 15 agents, how much were you netting or, you know, gross, uh, gross net? Just I to think know. I was making, it wasn't that much. Was I it, mean, was it more than what you were just doing on your own as an agent by yourself? Yeah. I think I was still, you know, when I was selling real estate and running the brokerage, I was maybe making, I don't know, 70,000 a year, yeah. 80,000 from both of them, from uh -huh. selling houses and running the brokerage. Uh -huh. But I was working like 80 hours oh, a really week, cool. so it wasn't worth it. Yeah. You know, so I, I was thinking if I close down the brokerage, I can use all that time to sell real estate and make 100, 150,000 a yeah. year from just selling real estate. Yeah. But then I had a, I looked in the mirror mm -hmm. and I think all entrepreneurs have that moment where they wanted to quit, right? Aww. And I looked in the mirror and I'm like, Damn, if I quit right now, I'm going to be a loser. Aww. You know, I'm not going to accomplish my goal. Uh -huh. And I worked so hard all these years for nothing. Uh -huh. So it took me like uh, about a week. You know, I prayed about it and I talked to my loved ones. Uh -huh. And now I'm like, F it. 
I'm gonna I'm give gonna it one it. more shot. I'm gonna push oh. it, but I gotta quit my my. I gotta quit selling though. Yeah. I can't be a slave to two masters. Yeah. So I can't continue selling real estate. I gotta just tighten my belt, you know, watch my money, and make and just have the company grow to 50 brokers. Wow. And at that moment, it wasn't easy, right? Yeah. That's that moment, the leap of faith, and I took the chance. And after about a year, uh -huh. I got it up to 50 brokers. Yay! <laughs> and was I one of the 50? No, you came Not on. Yet? You came on oh, after man. that. You came on after that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. For those of you guys that don't know, <laughs> how Mylin and I met was, she was about my hundredth broker that wow, we brought really? on. Yeah, and that's how we met uh, yeah. four years ago. Three, yeah. Four years ago. Three. Oh, yeah, about th about four four and a half years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and made a lot of money together in real estate, and yeah, I had so much fun. You were just awesome. I just liked you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I cared a lot about the agents. You right? do, and you do, you do care a lot, and that's where I, um, like I said, you know, it's the heart. It's the heart why I stayed, right? Yeah. And uh, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, hundred. So, wow. Okay. So then, after we got to fifty, things are easier now. I remember, I crossed no man's land. I'm able to just focus on the brokers full time. Mm. I hired on like two or three staff members, like a manager, a recruiter, a marketing person. Mm. And then we opened a bigger, nicer office. And um, then we kept that going, we kept it going and we got it up to 125 agents, wow. you know, 4 million a year in, in revenue. That's pretty solid. Yeah, that is really solid. <laughs> three offices. And uh, yeah, that was a, that was a highlight. That was a so peak. How long did that take? So um, up to 125 agents from coming from no money to 125 agents. Like to me, you know, I'm going to always ask about the money. Because right, okay, is it worth it? Is the money worth the stress? Show me the money. Yes. Eh, eh, where's that? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone asks, is, is the money worth the stress? Or how much money can I make from opening my own firm compared to me just Hustling, bustling, right. you know, being my own agent and not messing with other things. Yeah, you know, this this show is real <laughs> and raw, so I'll we'll talk about some money. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, so I think at the height, we were doing, you know, $4 million a year. So that means we're not netting, you know, that's grossing $4 million, but then mm. there's a lot of overhead and stuff right. like that. And how much are we keeping of that? So I think out of that, we were, we were taking home. Uh, that, so remember... So when we're making four million a year, agents are on like yeah. 80 20 splits or 90 10 splits, right? right? Then three, 3.2 million would go to them mm -hmm. of that. That's their money they keep. So the company was netting around 800,000 mm -hmm. a year. And then out of that, you know, I don't know, two, three would, would, would be mine. Mm -hmm. uh, that's yeah, how much because I you're would. spending amongst a whole bunch of people. Yeah. 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 So that's, okay. that's how we're much 125 agents was, uh, was, that you was were netting, netting me. That was taken home. Oh, wow. Taxes and everything. That is a lot more than what I'm making. <laughs> <laughs> and I, as an agent, you know, you're you're making maybe if you work really hard, 150 a year, yeah. maybe 200. The really successful Yeah, but brokers. that's like working your butt off. off, man. Like, my gosh, <laughs> that's a lot of work. Right. Yeah, you know, that's why I see people building teams now, because it is a lot of work for one person, you know. Um, yeah, I remember the highlight. I mean, it was, things were good, you know, taking home three four family was happy things were yeah. good and then that's when we got the attention so now at this point we were independent we were the one of the largest independent real estate brokers in the northwest one of the largest um, i okay. mean top like three or four yeah of, we're, we're we're bringing in serious coin here 
but we were definitely the largest Asian ran real estate brokerages, minority ran real estate wow. brokerages in the Northwest because now we have. But that know, was, w and that's WP and Associates. It was called, oh yeah, we should tell you them the name of the brokers. That, yeah, that's, that's the, the brokerage I signed on to. Well, well, first it was called Warring Properties. Yeah. And then it was WP and Associates Realty. Mm -hmm. And that's where you came on mm -hmm. as uh, with WP and Associates yes, Realty. Yes, yes. So we're doing our thing. You know, the Asians, minorities, they don't, they wasn't running, you know, no. a brokerage or firm like we was running it. Like we, we, we had a place for, uh, different cultures, different ethnicities can yeah. come together and make money, you know, yeah. sell houses, you know, yeah. make a living for their family. Was, that was really special. It was really, it is really special. But you know, what's even more special is how you came up with that name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I had to ask, you know, yeah. <laughs> how did you come up with that name? Warren properties. Um, so there's, I read the book when I was in, when I was younger, I found this book called embraced by the light in the book. There were these warring angels yeah. protecting people like guardian angels. And, and I loved it so much, warring properties, fighting for the good, doing good. And our old logo was an angel, archangel. Yeah, so. I know, the, the wings. Yep. Yeah, I'd love to be an angel. So tell us about the mega deal with Century 21. Yeah, so we're, being, we're independent real estate brokers. What that means is we don't have a franchise that's involved with us, like a John L. Scott or mm -hmm. Keller Williams or Remax or something. We're independent. And so we're very attractive now. We're, yeah. you know, we're making a lot of money. We're closing a lot of deals. So, so I got approached by two big um, franchises that okay. want to buy us, wow. that want to put money in and, and buy us okay. and, and have us partner up with them. So one was Century 21. I was one with an, another firm, uh, Better Homes and Garden. And they were flying me everywhere. They were flying me and my wife to like the Bahamas wow. to try to woo us to uh -huh. do the deal. They were flying us up to Canada, oh, wow. wooing us, try to do the deal. And, uh, and I said, no, you know, I like this independent feel. I don't like corporate red tape. You know, I like keeping all the money cause mm -hmm. you know, they, they they're going to give you a lot of money up front, but they're not, they're asking a lot in return for that money. They give you There's a lot of strings attached. Oh, wow. So I knew all that. Mm -hmm. And after a year, you know, we're, we're, we wasn't growing. We kind of hit our ceiling with 125 agents and I wanted more for the agents. I wanted like a bigger brand name, uh, more resources, more mm -hmm. training, more support. So they, they gave me a deal I couldn't refuse. <laughs> and with the promise with a lot of growth for the company and the agents and I, I signed the deal and we got it done. Oh, yeah. wow. Yep. Good job. <laughs> so did, there did. was that light that you reached at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You know, it, it was everybody's that their dream that they that was their big payday that they they, they worked so hard to get to and i got there now i still own the company now yeah but we just took on a partner and um and we started the project with the process so i'm so glad that Ringo that looked inside the mirror did not give up he <laughs> self-talked himself and he kept pushing forward to what he wanted yeah and that's great so you know I and when in up. doubt yeah when in doubt you know you just um you gotta do a little mirror self-talk and keep pushing you know don't give up so easily without a fight right dig deep yeah dig dig deep okay and then you get the reward at the end you well, know you well the thing is you you didn't you had more you had other things that was going on for you and i want to know and i'm sure the audience wants to know what was those other like projects you were working on you weren't just working on a company and building it yeah like, so at, when you're in real estate as an agent or an owner you you get other real estate opportunities so i remember you know, my biggest lessons are the ones I lost on, right? So I remember uh, when I first got into real estate, 
it, my I had like fifty thousand in the bank account. Um, I was starting to make some money, and so my buddy wanted to build a house. So we were like, yeah, let's let's build a house from scratch. It was mm. over on Lake Taps. Uh, if you guys know, yeah, Lake yeah, Taps yeah. Is yeah in Washington, beautiful. beautiful lake, beautiful. And so we said, yeah, let's let's throw in your fifty. I'll throw in my fifty. We'll build this house from scratch and we'll sell it for like eight hundred thousand. And this was when I was like 28, 29. And I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was following his lead. I knew enough about it. And uh, we started in 2017. 2018 happened, which was, no, started in 2007 and 2008 happened. That was the the crash. Yeah. The great recession of our lifetime. And I lost everything. You know, right in the middle of our project, the recession happened and I lost everything. But I learned a whole damn lot about what not to do, which is what not to do. Uh, <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> watch out for market cycles. Yeah. So at the time, real estate was really high, high, yeah. hot, 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 and and everyone's getting these loans for uh, uh, in, interest on, only arms and mm-hmm. zero down and and stated income loans where anyone can buy a house and it was just the the, the market couldn't sustain it. The yeah. U.S. economy couldn't sustain it. So the crash. So I lost everything. Oh, wow. But then I learned. Yeah. So then after that, uh, three years ago, while I was running the brokerage, taking care of that, I started another project and we built four really high-end homes down on Alki Beach. Yeah. If you, if you know Seattle, yeah. Alki Beach is very premier. It's very, you know, very... It's a spot, all, the, all right. All the tourists go there. Look yes. at You know. And uh, so was Waterfront. We built four really high-end homes uh sold it for 4.5 wow. 4.5 mil for the four and uh, how we pro- structured that deal was the land was 1.2 million mm-hmm. so you know we didn't have 1.2 that's a lot of money to come up with but me and me and two partners we had half of it and so we came to the table gave the owner 600,000 and said mm-hmm. hey owner you do the owner financing for the other 600,000 Mm-hmm. So they they said, yeah, we will do the owner financing on the other 600,000. So they signed the property over to us. Wow. So two abandoned houses. Yeah. And then after a year, we were drawn architectural plan drawings. And then we got a loan done. We got a loan from the bank once we got the, our uh, permits in hand. Mm-hmm. And we was able to pay off the owner, the 600,000. Yeah. Now we own it outright. And then we spent like 1.3 mil on construction. Uh-huh. And so you're we're all in about... 3.5 million uh-huh. and we sold them for about 4.5. Wow. So it was three Look at of that. us. Within a year. Uh, well, the project what? was once we built it uh-huh. and sold it, it was a year. But to plan and feasibility, yeah, architecture, drawing, permitting, took it, that, that took about a year and a half. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that was another exciting project still, we did. That's a lot of money at the end, even though, you know, to oh, yeah. gain. You know, you came from a $50,000, $70,000 a year. And then look at what it is now. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's so it's you know all the hard work really pays off. Yeah, it was blessed, and it was hard as hell. Like, don't get me wrong, it <laughs> wasn't like what I just explained was yeah. easy process. I was running the brokerage, right? Mm-hmm. I was, and I was starting on this project, and a big project like this. This is a career in itself to run something like this. You have that so many right. pieces, so much money involved, so many, so much everything. And I mean, I burnt myself out. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 if I can do it back, do it again, I, I wouldn't have started the project because I, I wasn't running the brokerage as well as I needed to. Cause you were, you were just spreading yourself too, too thin, much, yeah. juggling too much. 
So what you would, so what I'm taking from this is that you would, if you're gonna take on a huge project, don't take on too many projects at one time. <laughs> yeah. Because you can really burn yourself out. How did it affect you? Spiritually, physically, mentally, and also most important to me is how did it affect you, your family? Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone has to give. You, you have to give and take. So mm -hmm. my home life was suffering because I had like two full-time jobs. I'm running, I'm building this this building over here mm -hmm. and then I'm running the brokerage, you know, 125 agents. So it was very stressful to keep all those balls in the air. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually... But we got it done mm -hmm. and uh, and we was able to sell the building and now it can focus on the brokerage. So it was cool. It was you know, <laughs> it's cool. It made it sound it's like cool now. It's cool. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad it happened because now yeah. I have that skill. Uh -huh. Remember, I, I redeemed myself from building that house yeah. on Lake Taps and losing everything and then trying again, not giving up. Not giving up. Not giving up and using the mistakes and everything I learned to build the, the, the project. And if you're... And if you're ever down on Alki, you know, it, mm -hmm. it's on the the buildings on Harbor Avenue in Maryland. So Harbor Avenue is where Salty's at mm -hmm. and uh, Mar Maryland Avenue. You see this beautiful, beautiful uh, building there, this yeah. white four stories. Uh, it's just amazing. So I, I always drive by it and yeah. take a lot of pleasure in seeing it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, I kind of want to do kind of like a, a few questions for you because I know... There's, I wrote down a lot of things to ask, but I think we kind of covered a lot of it. But there are certain things that I want to know as an agent. Sure. You know? Um, and so let me just see here. What did I write? And what did you already already covered? <laughs> well, I mean, the goods and the bads. You know, everyone wants to know about the goods and the bads, right? Yeah. Um, yes, it's good when it's good. But what are the bads too, you know? Um, I want to know. Yeah. The hardest thing about running the brokerage and starting from from scratch was just time i didn't have enough time to do everything and and one thing i one thing that hurt me a lot was when a good agent left mm. you know because you build these agents up you they work with you for a couple years you have them become like mega real estate agents like super successful they're like family to you and then after two or three years they leave for another brokerage for whatever reason mm -hmm. and i thought that was the hardest part of running the brokers because i felt like a part of me Aww. like my baby that, yeah. you know I, I i trained them up coached them up and now they're leaving yeah, they're daddy leaving. and that, that i remember sometimes i'll be <gasps> depressed for like a week really yeah it really hurt me like Aww. it was maybe i got i got abandonment issues or something yeah i mean i can i can kind of tell it's like you, you said you just your baby leaving you and yeah you, or like you know even feeling disappointed a little bit like did i do something wrong right, right? that yeah, was the hardest part of running the brokerage oh you're emotionally invested and not having yeah that, that's one and then not having enough money as mm -hmm. in like i want to grow i want the company to grow mm -hmm. and i don't got enough money to like start like a, a lead generating program for my agents uh, right. because i was independent i was wearing all those hats and mm -hmm. um I just didn't have no money. So I had to like, you know, scrape together uh, uh, enough money to pay the bills to run the brokerage. Would you do anything different now that you, all the things that you've done and now that with all the knowledge that you have, would you have done anything different? Yeah. You know, like I would have, I would have probably now I know about like, um, like private funding and mm -hmm. like, uh, investors and stuff. Mm. I would have went and found an investor said, you know, hey, let's start this real estate firm. It's mm -hmm. gonna cost us two hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. You know, here's my two hundred. Here's your two hundred. Or, mm -hmm. 
and then we're gonna make this much every month and we're gonna hire like infrastructure, mm-hmm. like a recruiter and a manager and a marketing mm-hmm. person. So basically to, to creating that creating team, the that structure, the foundation. So I, I, you know, instead of, you know, it took me about seven years to get here. I think we could have got here in like three years yeah. if I would have had funding and the structure, yeah. but I didn't. Cause I, I just said, I'm, I'm starting and I just ran with it, you know? <laughs> Ooh, so, you know, with all that being said, I mean, we're going we're, we can talk a lot about this and a lot of the details and stuff, but, um, again, like, you know, I know you're in a different part of your life now. Right. So with the whole empire that you built, you know, tell us what's the change. I mean, you know, I, why? Yeah. I kind of feel a little bit embarrassed, shy about, <laughs> uh, when you say like when I, or I say building a real estate empire, Yeah. like I feel like, you know, when you start comparing yourself to other people, like uh, Donald Trump or something, you, you know, he has a really amazing real estate empire. I don't know. Uh, and then like other people that have really big, like Paul Allen or something, right? Uh-huh. Like, like those are empires. empires for me, you know, considering where I came from and, you know, the hand I was dealt and, you know, just coming from like the gutter, yeah. you know, it, it, it is pretty amazing. I came really far with what I was able to build. And for all the entrepreneurs out there, you know, people that are working at nine to five um, that want more, mm-hmm. you know, like nine to five is going to be okay. He's going to pay the bills. You'll make 50, 75,000, even a hundred thousand a year, but you would never make that 300,000 or that million dollars a year. You know, you mm-hmm. have to start a business by doing that. So, so, I mean, you're saying basically what you're saying, a nine to five job, you know, that's a great career. Don't get don't get us wrong or don't get me wrong. Right. You know, entrepreneurship is not for everyone either. Nope. So you will know yourself inside what is good for you and what is the best option for you. Right. But for those who are very entrepreneurish, you know, um, there is no limit. The sky, there's there's no limit to what you can do and no what limit. you can achieve. Well, you know, some people, they have families, right? They have kids yeah. to feed, they have bills to pay. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to start a business when you have it these. Is. I was able to start it when I was single. I didn't have kids. I didn't have a wife. And mm-hmm. I was able to take a chance. And, you know, some money I'll make, some months I'll make no money and mm-hmm. eat eat uh, freaking rice and soy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> right? A couple but, of but, 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 you know, for that dream. Yeah. And I think entre- a lot of entrepreneurs out there, can relate to that yeah. and if you're an entrepreneur out there and you're you know you're in the the, the suck you know you're, you're you know you're things are hard things are tight just maybe you know dig a little deeper don't give up you know your time will come you it know? will come it, don't know? give up though if you, if you follow your passion i had someone say that if you don't have to do a million things like like a million amazing things right like you can't but don't chase the money. Let the money chase you. So if you love something and you follow your passion, people will see that. Money will follow you if you're good at what you do. You don't have to be good at everything. <laughs> Man, we could we could stop the, the, the show right there. That's true. I forgot to you know follow your passion. Things you enjoy doing yes. most of the time. Yes. Money yes. will come, right? It will come. You know, um, it's not always about the money. It will come. Yeah, and you know why I was doing... When I was started, why I started the brokerage and and everything, I wasn't really. Of course, you think about the money. You're like, yeah, you know, it'd be nice to you know make some, some really good money. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't my drive. My drive was, I enjoyed building something. Yeah. You know, seeing a company like with no, no help, no financial help from the ground up. You know, mm-hmm. and I could say, hey, you know, I 
I was able to build that, you know, with a lot of people's help and a lot of support and love. Uh -huh. And then I love seeing people get built up, you know, like it's like you, like successful me. real estate broker now and killing in the game. And thank uh, you, Ringo. You had a great part of that in my life. <laughs> if you need to buy a, a, a million dollar house to hit up my land <laughs> to take care of you. <laughs> yeah. But, but I didn't think that was a big benefit. That was, that was rewarding to build, to mm -hmm. see something grow. And I think uh, all entrepreneurs understand that, that, and the money will come, you know, it at the end. Come. And if it doesn't, then at least you had damn, you had a lot of fun Experience, getting it there. You know, every chapter say you're a book and you're going to write this novel. It's not going to be all that interesting if you don't have struggles and you don't have all the things that you push through. It'll be a very, very boring book. Oh, Don't yeah. you think? You gotta earn, <laughs> yeah, you got to earn your stripes. You know, yeah. I think uh, th there's a statistic like where there's uh, they interview a bunch of millionaires and billionaires. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I think two or three of them had uh, sorry, I'm, I'm doing it. Wrong, <laughs> where they interview a lot of very yeah, successful yeah. people, right? Millionaires and stuff. Yeah. And a lot of them have filed bankruptcy one time in that career because they started and they started some kind of venture and they didn't make it. So they had to file yeah. bankruptcy. And then the second or third time, they finally struck gold yeah. and made it happen. So so don't be afraid to fail because yeah. when you fail, you grow. You grow. You grow. And that's that's yeah. the whole story. So let's recap. We had a lot. I mean, there's so much things that we can cover even more in detail. But again, you know, with all those watching, if you guys have any questions, any comments, you know, we'll be um, releasing every Thursday morning. And um, again, with your, um, you know, if you guys have any questions, we will try our best to, you know, respond to those questions and answer those questions or even do another episode because there's so much to cover. But so little time to cover it maybe we could talk about to 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 end it with though what's happening now yeah what is happening now what's, <laughs> what's happening, happening now? now in the empire right yes well so last year um i sold the firm so um and i got you know and now i'm i'm uh i have all this time on my hand well you're in a different place in a different part uh, time in your life you know everyone go through these chapters i'm talking about and this is a new chapter for you because, you know, you ended the last chapter. I mean, it's a great chapter, you know? Yeah, I think in my career and I think a lot of people's careers, they they can do something for about five years, four to five years in a certain job or seat. And then they, 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 they'll enjoy it. But about the fourth or fifth years, they start getting restless. That's how I kind of felt in my career. So, you know, I didn't see myself running the brokers for even another six months a year. Mm -hmm. I was um, kind of hitting the ceiling with my growth and and yeah so I, I sold and now I got all this time to <laughs> to do stuff like this yeah, <laughs> the blessed boulder show yeah inspire and thank you Ringo so much for wanting to take the time out to do things like this is you know motivating people inspiring people you know um, especially our younger generation good role models things like this we need in our lives I mean I have children and I want good role models. I want them to be inspired and motivated. And, you know, I mean, thank you for yeah. doing this. I know, you know, you can spend your your time otherwise. Yeah, it's, it's cool when you see someone that's successful, that created something really cool that is similar to you, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, there's a minority at home or Asian person at home watching this and they're like, you know, freaking mm -hmm. Wrangling can do it from the hood and <laughs> struggles and barely getting here and, you know, all that. Uh -huh. All the obstacles it took to get here, yeah. You know, I can maybe do it, you know, and that's that's why we're that's what the show's about. Yeah. Bless boulders, 
you know, yeah. trying to get to another level and have fun doing it, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. So thank you so much, Rangel, again, for have, um, giving such an awesome session today. And again, everyone, it's, it's not about everyone's empire. It's about your empire that you want to build. And that's different for each individual. So don't be afraid to attack that and accomplish it. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe if you haven't. Click like, maybe comment. And also, next next episode, we got my really good friend, my my one of my mentors. His name is Thash Nguyen. He's coming on, and we're talking about real estate empires. This man got a crazy big real estate empire, and he has an amazing refugee story of how his family got here, too. So stay tuned. Make it a good one, everybody. Like and subscribe. Share.